Let's bring in Mark Hamrick, Senior Economic Analyst at Bankrate.com. Mark, we got a lot of economic data later on this week. Thanks for coming back to us. Tell us what we should expect. Yeah, good to see you, Oliver. Well, our focus is really on all this employment data at a time when our focus has typically been on what's going on with inflation. Obviously, you just set that up very well. Uh, and the question really is, uh, are the multiple interest rate hikes that have been put in place by the Federal Reserve beginning to dampen the strength of the job market? And uh, that does seem to be the case. Uh, we saw that in the October jobs report as payroll gains that began to slip uh, into the mid 200,000 range. We have the unemployment rate now rising from the previous low of three and a half percent. And even though the consensus is that perhaps we'll have the jobless rate stick at 3.7, I think there's risk to the upside on that. I think there's risk to the downside on the consensus for payrolls, which have uh, come in at about 200,000 right now. So, uh, you know, job market should be weakening. We've obviously saw that uh, surprising uptick in uh, new jobless claims last week. Uh, we knew the handwriting was sort of on that wall with all the anecdotal reports we've had of uh, layoff announcements in technology, and uh, we're probably going to see more of that, uh, more broadly speaking. Okay, uh, that potential for more layoffs, does it stay within tech? And if it doesn't percolate out to cause the type of employment uh, shuffling that Powell needs, will he keep drilling deeper? So kind of two parts there, Mark. Yeah, no, that's a very good question, Oliver. Uh, for those those of us who pay a lot of attention to the FOMC meetings and press conferences, and as you know, I, I attend those as well. Uh, to me, it was quite stunning when Chairman Powell began sort of really grabbing a hold and sort of shaking uh, his hands, figuratively speaking, on the point of this mismatch between supply and demand of labor with the more than 10 million job openings we have, with the 6 million unemployed that we have. And yes, that job openings reading that we had a month ago uh, did decline by some 10%. And I probably would expect to see further decline in that here. But there's still going to be a big misalignment between supply and demand of workers. I don't know per se that they're targeting that, but that's among the readings that they're looking at that make them feel uncomfortable with the current state of the economy that can still be in a position to generate uh, more inflation pressure. Mm. Now, uh, Mark, as we have been really, as investors, so tuned in to this somewhat marginal shift from a 75 to 50 bips, the expectation is Powell will iterate that this week. And if he does, then how do you expect that to uh, also suggest their long-term path? Is there still an ultimate destination that could be a long ways away? Oh, sure. Uh, you know, and, and just let's, let's think about the fact that, you know, it took uh, a change in mindset for us to sort of get our arms around the idea of this increase of three quarters of 1% now that we've had four of those in a row. Uh, and, you know, there could be uh, a series of interest rate increases of 50 basis points or even one quarter of 1%, even though that's not what people are sort of penciling in right now. And I, and I, and I would say I'd be in the camp to say, let's wait a while before we get too aggressive on taking that benchmark rate up uh, substantially higher than where market expectations are. But I think perhaps for members of the audience here that include investors as well as those who uh, are traders and, and long-term investors, it's not as important in the intermediate term in terms of uh, what kind of injections of rate increases we're having. It's not so much the near-term magnitude or the increments as it is the destination. And I think that's sort 
sort of a point that's underscored by that Bullard five to seven percent. And you know, it's a heck of a difference between seven percent and five because, for among other reasons, that suggests that the journey is not going to be quite so long. If we go to five, uh, if it's seven, then uh, you know we got to fill that gas tank up a little bit more. <laughs> Speaking of gas, this crude oil move that we're seeing. Quite a bit of downside over the last couple months. How does that factor into your own uh, economic outlook and the thesis here, Mark? The fact that we've gone from 120 and we're having trouble holding like 76 yeah. last week. Well, it's consistent, Oliver, of course, with the idea that, uh, you know, we're running a high risk of recession right now. And, you know, this is among the reasons why oil producers have sort of uh, resisted uh, the um, the sort of many calls for them to sharply increase their production because they did not want to ke find themselves caught in this bind once again, as they have many times through numerous cycles where, you know, not only do they get a lower price, but they could see a sharp decline in demand if the economy falls out of bed. You know, my own sense is that we don't need to sort of have a, a worst case scenario in mind with respect to a recession in 2023 in the sense of, you know, we've gone through two pretty severe recessions the last two times, the unemployment rates topping out at 10% and 14.7, the most recent, of course, in 2020. It's possible that we could have a recession in 2023 with an unemployment rate that is significantly below either of those two or both of them, uh, to put it more succinctly. And so if that were the case, then we don't need to have the sort of systemic challenges that we've had previ previously and that we could maybe tiptoe out of that recession a little earlier than might uh, otherwise be the case. I guess that's another way of saying, let's, let's try to be open-minded toward the notion of a recession can be a lot of different things. It can be severe, it can also not be severe, and I would tend to be thinking that we could have a less severe recession in this next iteration. Really well said, Mark. Uh, great um, uh, addition uh, and a start to our show here. Appreciate you being here. Thank you, Oliver. Mark Hammer, Bankrate.com. Really good look here at the economic situation in the big picture.